the name of our coming King, our Lord Jesus Christ. This past week, I noticed Cantor sweat in the sanctuary instructing some day school children about music. The thought occurred to me that every one of those precious children will one day face the second coming of Christ. If they have saving faith in Christ, then that day will be the best and most glorious ever. Jesus will receive them into his new Jerusalem. They will have his joy forever. However, if they do not have faith, if they allow themselves to be like typical suburban Americans who basically ignore God and would rather pay more attention to an episode of Yellowstone than their own sinfulness and their need for Jesus, if they do not trust in their Lord Christ, then that last day will bring a horror and terror that will be forever, for they will be lost. The second coming of Christ is sure. Jesus will come again. That is his promise. Today's gospel lesson, he talks about his coming, and it's a terrible warning in his gospel lesson. There's a description of what that day will be like for those who are not in Christ. Jesus compares that last day to the days of Noah. Up until the flood came, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Outside of Noah and his family, everyone was ignoring God and ignoring their sin. But Noah and his family were faithful. Noah and his family knew the coming judgment. They knew both the coming terror and the sure salvation in the ark. The flood came and took almost everyone away. The flood was a devastating judgment of God. How horrible it must have been to be in that flood outside of the ark, seeing floodwaters rise. And if you were not killed by floating debris striking you or beating you up until you died, you would die from drowning. It would have been so terrible to be in this monumental flood, having no hope, but that your death was the only certainty. How horrible it would have been to be outside of the ark. How terrible it would be to be outside of Christ on the last day. The terror of an eternity in hell is far worse than the flood. There is no end to it. God will indeed judge sinners in the last day, and for those outside of Christ, there will be never-ending judgment. Sadly, it is so easy to ignore the stern warning of judgment and eternal hell that our Lord gives. Between eating the good food at Thanksgiving, enjoying the company of family and friends, buying items on Black Friday, watching football, or just watching another TikTok or YouTube video, the devil, the world, and your own sinful flesh can distract you away from your own deep sinfulness and your own utter inability to save yourself from eternal judgment. There is very little in our suburban culture to point you to God's holy law and his utter disdain for sin, that he will not tolerate being a part-time God. He will not tolerate just being a part of a comfortable suburban life. So I have a question for you. This is for the sake of your eternal well-being. Do you notice in yourself the temptation to not take sin seriously, to not take seriously God's holy nature and his hatred of sin, to not take seriously his judgment and the eternal consequence of remaining in sin, and to not take seriously the need for repentance from sin? It is so easy to ignore your sin or to not regard your sin as serious. 
Yet, in view of the last day, all of you are to take your sins seriously, so that you are not like the ones outside of the ark, facing an even worse judgment, an eternal judgment. Now is the time to repent and turn to Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Jesus in the gospel gives a very stark picture of the last day. Just as the flood came suddenly, and then the unbelievers were suddenly taken away, then taken away to death, so too on the last day, sudden and this time eternal death will happen to all unbelievers. And this includes many who had their names on a church roster, but who did not take seriously Christ's call to repentance. So many, so very many will be taken away to eternal condemnation and eternal death in the lake of fire. On the other hand, my brothers and sisters, there is nothing but eternal blessing and true life for believers in Christ on that last day. Now, in our lesson, Jesus compares the last day to the flood, where unbelievers will be taken away for eternal judgment, just as sinners were taken away during the flood. Implicit in Jesus' words is the safety that Noah had inside the ark. While there is judgment for unbelievers, there is life and safety for believers. That's the good news. However, our hope in Christ Jesus is so much more than just being rescued from eternal hell. God promises great and wonderful blessings for you for all of eternity for believing in Christ. The prophet Isaiah in our Old Testament lesson points to this. Isaiah points to the eternal blessing that the Lord will give to all believers. Eternity with the Lord will not just be safety from destruction. It will be the best life, indeed true life, and that life will be eternal. As Paul tells you in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Eternal life will exceed greatly even your best hopes for eternal life. God knows how to give the best gifts, and his gift is life eternal. Now Isaiah gives you this picture in our lesson today. It's a joyous lesson about the eternal New Jerusalem, and the heart of eternal life is to be with our Lord Jesus. The joy of those who will be in the New Jerusalem is that the Lord will teach them his ways, and they will walk in his paths. One reason you might not be too excited about the last day is that oftentimes this day, because of the blessings you have in this life, is good. And then eternal life is just kind of seen as maybe just a magnification of the nice times you have here on earth, and just a little bit better. That really misses the point of eternal life. The point of eternal life is that you will be with the Lord. This, first, this is the first Sunday in Advent. The word Advent means coming. Our Lord Jesus did indeed come in the flesh. He, the Son of God, lived as the incarnate Word a spotless life. He willingly took upon himself the sins of the world. He willingly paid the price for all sins with his innocent sufferings and death on the cross. Jesus did rise victorious from the grave and now sits in glory as our ascended Lord. Our Lord Jesus indeed still comes to you this day with his forgiveness of sins, life and salvation, as he comes to you in word and sacrament in this service. This is the joy of being in the divine service that Jesus has come to be in our midst. In this fallen world, there is still hope that Jesus Christ, the crucified and risen one, 
is present with you now because he himself is going to be present with you with his own precious body, his own precious blood. Today there is comfort that God the Son has come for his fallen world, died on the cross and risen again. There is comfort this day as Jesus comes in the midst of us with his word and his sacrament. However, there is the great and the most wonderful final coming of Christ Jesus on the last day. Our Lord does not want his people to remain in a world of death, disease, dread, and despair. He does not want pain and suffering. He does not want just the comfort given to you this day, but knowing that you do live in a world with all sorts of horrors. He wants to make all things new. He will make all things new, and he will be at the center of that new creation. He will be with you forever. He will teach you his ways, and you will be with him forever. Swords will be turned into plowshares, spears into pruning hooks. There will be no more conflict, just peace and joy in Christ. There will be no more war or bitterness. You will be too busy praising the name of Jesus and enjoying the fruitfulness of the new Jerusalem. I cannot even begin to describe to you the joy of all those who will be with Jesus forever when he returns. This is your true hope. This is the day to long for. And this day is only possible because Jesus has looked upon your sinfulness and rescued you from sin, death, and the terror of everlasting hell with his own horrible suffering, his being a curse for you on the cross, his paying your full penalty for sin with his death. Now this Jesus is risen and he's given you eternal life. He is the ascended Lord who promises to come back in power and glory. And you have his sure promise of a blessed eternity with him, where he himself will teach you his ways, and you will be with Jesus forever. The second coming is indeed a blessed day. It's the day to look forward to. So this day, look to your own sinfulness and seek the Lord's forgiveness. Rejoice in Christ the Savior. Tell everyone that you know of the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. And pray that all would know Jesus. Pray that all children, indeed all people, would turn from their sin and have faith in Christ and know him as Lord. Pray that you would remain in Christ until the last day. Remember this day and always the true joy that awaits you on that last day. Rejoice, rejoice. Jesus, your, your Lord, comes for you. And listen, listen carefully to the wonderful words of Isaiah. O house of Jacob, come. Let us walk in the light of the Lord. Amen.